Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up? Once again, it is on, my friends. We are back, we are in the building. And feeling stronger and better than ever. What up? As always, you know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A. And across the way is my man who don't play when it comes to recording this podcast called 209 Till Infinity. Why don't you get up on that mic and say, hey. Hola, amigo. Como esta? (laughs) Mi nombre es El Savage. Si. Eh, hola. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka the Oracle, aka Drillbit, aka Scotty Frisco. Yeah. AKA Mikey Gagas. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yo, I'm doing good, man. It's funny you you, you come in with that uh came in with that Spanish, a little bit of a Spanish flip on the intro there. Mm-hmm, Take mm-hmm. immediately took me back to uh high school. I took Spanish one, Spanish two. Spanish one, not so bad. You know, you start off, you got to learn the numbers. You got to learn the alphabet. You start learning basic phrases and terms. I did all right. Spanish two, when it came down to tra- starting to conjugate verbs and actually put real sentences together and write paragraphs, uh, I failed miserably, man. I failed miserably. But I can always remember, uh, I wish I could remember the Spanish teacher's name. I had her for both years. Really, really nice lady. Um very well knowledge. She actually was an author too. She wrote a book uh, called The Last Californian or something like that. About. Anyway, I can always remember I would walk in and in uh, Spanish, William or Bill is Guillermo. So it'd be like, Hola Guillermo. She'd rattle something off like crazy and the, and the, and the, the custom response, because I had no clue. You know, she could have been saying bill you fat little ignorant piece of crap you know she wasn't but she could have been my my patented response was see see because i didn't know what she said hey this is a first on the 209 till infinity podcast it's usually my microphone that has fallen over we are now three episodes deep and i have not had one microphone issue and savage is over there as we speak well first readjusting. of all first of all my mic has never fallen. No, never. Never. So that's what I'm saying. It's man. about time that this thing got a little loose. It's a first. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, my patented response when I got, Hola, Guillermo. See? See? Now, if uh, if my memory serves correctly. Yes. I believe her name was Mrs. Guthrie. Yes, absolutely. Doña Feliz, she has to be called. I don't remember what that meant at the time, but I can remember that we, Doña Feliz, was what we called her in the classroom and our Spanish names. And it did come to a point in Spanish class where you were only supposed to speak Spanish. That shit got scary, man. I don't know let what just, I, Let me just say first and foremost, yes. uh, el queso este viejo y mojoso. Okay, what is that? I mean, it's just, the, the cheese is old and moldy. Oh, okay, fair know. enough. 
¿Dónde está la biblioteca? Yeah, where's the library? Remember that one? Uh, yo, yo no tengo lapiz o lapicero. I don't have a pen or a pencil. Yo no tengo la cuaderno. I don't have my binder or folder. I remember those. I can remember. Did you ever hear this one? You what? Chato, callate, siéntense. Ay, Dios mío. <laughs> I did have a problem. I, as Scott, can, shut up, sit down. Yeah, I have Good a, uh, as probably duly noted in this podcast, I like to talk. So I was, when I got in trouble in school, I wasn't the kid out back smoking or drinking or ditching and running off chasing girls around the back trying to do naughty things. I was, when I got in trouble in school, it was for talking too much. Big shock. I'm sure that you're all crazy that the, the guy who has a podcast and fronts a band talked too much. But when I got busted, it was, uh, I can remember Mr. Yee. I want to say he was my fourth grade teacher and he had a very thick Asian accent. And uh, he told my parents at our parent teacher conference, oh, Bill, he's a very nice boy, but he talks a lot. That was his, that was what he told my parents, man. Dead up. I am not kidding to you. My dad came home and go, oh, how'd it go, dad? Yeah, Mr. Yee says you're a real nice boy, but you talk a lot. You need to kill that shit. Stop. That's not my dad didn't tell me to kill that shit, but he told me to just, you know, you could shut up, Bill. Shut up. I mean, the only time I was ever thrown out of of a class in high school was for talking. I was talking and asked to stop, and I was talking again and asked to stop. Then the third time, someone else was talking, but because, hey, you know, it was me the first two times, she turned around and went, Bill, stop. And I went, I wasn't talking and I kind of copped an attitude and she went, all right, you know what? That's it. Get out, go to the principal's office. But I didn't tell you it wasn't me. But hey man, I was guilty of it the first two times. And uh, you know what? Just shut up. And I went, I went to the principal's office. So what you're telling me is you like to talk. Uh, very much so, which is why this, what we're doing now is absolutely perfect. What? <laughs> <laughs> was that a cat? <laughs> what? Please tell me. Oh, it's a minion. Nice. Yes. I know it's shocking to probably everyone listening to this podcast. What? I imagine, you know, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I imagine because a good majority of our listeners are your people that you came up with. I bet there's times that I don't know if anybody's ever come up to you, but sometimes I listen back to the podcast. Like, I wonder if Savage's people go, hey, does he ever let you speak? Like, do you ever get a word in edgewise? Will you tell your homie to shut the fuck up? Like every once in a while, just tell him you want to talk. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, well, since you brought it up, yes, I will tell you this. When I reached out to, we were talking about, you know, hey man, what are some things? Because we got people who are fans of the show, right. who listen to other podcasts, sure, who do maybe have some other ideas, and right. I, you know, right. I crowdsourced, if you will. I reached sure. out and I said, hey man, what are some things? What do you like that we do? Positive. What do you like that you think maybe we could do or add? Like, what could we do? You know, because I, because we're always trying to grow. We're always trying to be better. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, I, tell Bill to shut the no, fuck no, up. No, no, no. Here's, here's, here's exactly. And I told you a lot of the things they said. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will tell you this. I'm not going to say who said it, but I did hear this phrase. Bill tends to ramble sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I truth. said, and I said, and I said, well, I, I here's the thing is. It's hard. Like when, like, I know when I'm talking, like, I know where I'm going. I don't know where you're going. Right. So I don't want to jump in necessarily cut you off sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Like if you're in the middle of a story, you're in the middle of, you know what I mean? Right. You know, yeah. so like I'm aware when you're talking more than me sometimes. Sure. Because I'm like, there's been a couple times where I'm like, eh. like you see me about to come in, but yeah. you're not ready. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, they don't, nobody sees that, but you yeah, see yeah. it here. I'm yeah. like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Man. No, but nobody said, man, tell Bill, shut the fuck up. Nobody yeah, said that. Yeah, no, nah, but I am aware of it. It's been a problem since my youth and probably well, the only times I really ever got in trouble in school was for that. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, and I think that I may have said this on here. Maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, rest in peace, uh, my former high school counselor, Mr. Mike. Oh, did Mr. Mike pass? Yeah, he passed away about uh, five. 10 years ago i think mr abdullah zade yes yeah. uh so uh he he ran into my parents and okay. they had like a like a i don't know why they were meeting with mr mike right um but i don't know if it was like a 
like a, you know, what are those things? Conference? But yeah, parent-teacher conference. But I don't know why like Mr. That. Mike yeah. was there. Maybe he was just because he was my counselor in high school. Right. He was part of that, and I right. didn't know, you know? So apparently, like, same kind of situation. My dad, you know, my parents came home, and I was like, me, I'll tell you this, like, I was scared to death. Like, oh, sure. crap. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. What's he going to say? Because I've been doing some shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Hanging out in the breezeway when yeah. I should have been in class. Right. Um, but, uh, I said, well, Mr. Mike likes you. And I said, he does? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, what are you saying? He goes, he's like, your son is, is Scott? Oh, I like Scott very much. He has great sense for humor. <laughs> That's awesome. Mr. Mike, I think as a guidance counselor, you have to be this. Probably one of the most positive dudes ever. Like, you know, I sat down with him a couple times when I thought I wanted to do radio and he was giving me suggestions about which classes I should take and which what was the best route as far as a JC to start off with. And I never left those meetings going, oh, man, I got a rough, tough road ahead of me, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. I always left going, yeah, I could do this, man. I I can make this happen. I can be a radio DJ. This will be my future. This is where I'll go. So for all the people that are like, there's always this joke that your guidance counselor is like a waste of space and a waste of school's funding and money and never accomplishes anything. To that, I call bullshit. Right. I call bullshit because he he did, uh, I never didn't walk by him and get a smile. He always remembered my name. Um, and I, you know he was meeting hundreds of kids. Man, and I always felt good coming out of his office. So yeah, to those people that say uh, guidance counselors are worthless and they're just taking up space in the school and funds, I call I call horseshit on that. I, I'll tell you this. I uh, He may have said the exact same thing to 200 kids. Oh, absolutely. He very well may have. Yeah. But I never left his office feeling like I wasn't important. Sure. So. You believed him. Regardless of how many times he said it, his, he had an energy and a positivity about him that you believed. And I think that comes, you know, when you see in the movies all the time, the guidance counselors like beat down and downtrodden and given up. It's like this long running joke. Oh, the, and, and, and that, like, that, like that's their last job on the way to hell. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They're like in a waiting room just waiting to go to hell. Like, I think it's a Kevin Smith movie where they're talking about guidance counselors and the character stops and goes, yeah, come to think of it. My guidance counselor was pretty worthless. Like. Really, they're the butt of a lot of jokes. And it's like really a, a very important. These people are guiding you to where you should your next step should be after leaving high school. It's an important gig and should be taken a little more seriously, maybe treated with a little bit more respect than it gets. And and as as uh, talked about last episode. Right. When I was 17. Yeah. Kids don't know what they're doing, man. Oh, hell no. And it's hell a, and, no. and uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. No. Uh, me either. Yeah. So, anyway, for uh, blah blah blah, still don't don't yeah. have it all locked in. So, uh, welcome to the uh, the train is off the tracks. Yes. I don't, well, how did I even start? What Let's get to the. But hey, one more thing about Spanish class. The oh, I, only, I, I started. Yeah. I said yeah. hola, man. Yes, and we got off on a Spanish thing. God dang it, Miss Guthrie. My biggest proudest Rest moment ever for Spanish. Not from what I learned in that Spanish class. The most Spanish I ever learned was from Color Me Bad. You remember the R&B group Color Me yeah, Bad? of course. I adore Mia Moore. Yeah. One of the dudes has a Spanish verse, and to this day, I still have that locked into memory and can sing it verbatim. Perfect accent. Very proud of that. And I always in my mind envisioned someday I would take a girl by the hand, look her in the eye, and sing those. Because everything's sexier in Spanish. He could be saying, baby, I got bad breath, and I got nasty feet, and I could really use a bath. But it sounds so good in Spanish, man. Man, that guy sounds really sexy. What did he say? I think he ordered a burrito with extra hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds amazing. And no onions? I so, it, always with R&B awesome. in my mind in high school, I always envisioned that all my favorite R&B songs, that at some point I'd see a girl across the room, I'd sing to her and she would fall into my arms. It never happened. R&B paints a very uh, vibrant picture that these are this is the way girls, this is the way love should be. And it doesn't ever quite pan out that way, but I could just remember that. Confirmed. Uh, chica, tu crees mi vida la ternura. 
que alegría, amor. Y este sueño contigo será verdad. Yeah, yeah, sing it, Savage. Dream on, dream away. Come on, Sav. I think I'm gonna have to stay because I adore. No? Me, you wanna, did you not feel this song back in the day? I'm more of a shy guy. <laughs> okay. Ooh, From the very first time, I saw you what? What? I saw your brown eyes. No, I thought you were a shy guy. Now you... No, I said I'm shy. <laughs> oh! I'm shy. I don't like to sing. Oh, my bad. You, you, did, you wanted me to break into shy verse? I thought you were going the shy. The very first time. Uh huh. That I saw your brown eyes. What? Your lips said hello, hello. and I said hi. Yep. I knew right then you were the one. Oh, baby. But I was caught up Doo -doo. In, in physical attraction. Yes. But to my satisfaction. Yes. Man, so good. Tell yeah. me they make R&B like that anymore. Man, I gotta tell you, man, when I, when we were recording today, like like. Do you know what I think of when I think of Shy? What? Her. Oh, my bad. No, it's fine. It's yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big know, deal. But that. like, that's it, dude. Like, yeah. like, that's the era. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I envisioned singing that to her, and it was gonna be magical. And yes, I was a sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old idiot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, cause you don't sound like those guys. No, we sure don't. I mean, I sounded pretty good there. Yeah, right you now. did. No. Thank you very much. I like the fact that you're like, hey, I'm kind of shy, but yeah, baby, I let you just start breaking Tell it. Tell me why, why, why? I'm, I'm really a shy guy. Yeah, I was gonna say, since when, man? Like, <laughs> that's always my thing when we, uh, when I do like. Uh, We'll go to like some place and there'll be like a, a big like training with like people you don't know. And they'll right. be like, do introductions. I'll be like, hey, man, I'm Scott. I've been doing social work for 15 years and I'm kind of shy. And like 12 people that work with me will be like, <laughs> shy my ass. Doing the spit take with the water. <laughs> yeah. Good thing I have a. a uh, Got a popper stopper in yeah. front of your I microphone. Got that fucking popper stopper, son. Yes, anyway, sir. Uh, so anyway, I think that's. Uh, yeah. It's. Um, thank you for the Spanish review of course man. miss guthrie man i had miss guthrie you know the yes. thing about miss guthrie is uh i think as spanish as i had this massive crush on this girl and we always had spanish class together okay one two and three. Oh, you did it three years yeah nice don't ask me how yeah you know what i remember uh, from it um what you said when you kicked off the episode and uh, about the cheese and biblioteca all and all that yeah well i remember that too but yeah but uh this is what i remember more than anything ready uh-huh Ay, 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 canta y no llores, yes. porque cantando se alegran se silito lindo. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, yeah dude. I, that's what I remember. Yo, man, I, I remember that song too, man, yeah. And I think we sang Rudolph in Spanish, yes. but I don't remember it. I don't remember that one either. It was Rudolfo. Yeah, in, yeah. Obviously, his nose was rojo. Yes, it was. <laughs> Very much so. Something about Rodolfo and rojo. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, man. Yeah, we definitely, anyway, uh, we definitely uh, derailed a bit, but that's fun. Welcome to 209 Till Infinity Memory Lane. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know what I what I think of um, when I think about high school and, and things like that is... Um, is, is You've got these uh, alliances and these allegiances, you know what I mean? And, and you got these people that are on your team. And the last thing you want from somebody on your team is is, is, is some friction. You guys don't want to fight. Right, right. Right, you know what I mean? Because yeah. cause you, you guys are like, oh, Bill and Scott are on the same team, you know? Yes. Last thing you need is, is beef. Right, right. right. Speaking of beef, Snoop yeah. Dogg and Eminem had a little beef. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. This is how you know we sometimes go too long between recording sessions because this Snoop Dogg beef started... M responds, Snoop responds with a track, doesn't officially release it, but makes a track. It starts, gets a response, and is over before we even record next. They've already kind of kissed and made up and said that it's over, but there's a lot to discuss and unpack of what went on and what caused and what started because, you know, Eminem's beefed with a lot of people. Ja Rule, Cannabis, 
uh, Nick Cannon, Mariah Carey. These are people that can't defend themselves. I feel like uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't really feel like any of these people ever posed a threat to Eminem. Snoop Dogg is a threat. Here's what I will tell you, and this does not have anything to do with my official Eminem take, which I'm going to get to after we get through the beef. Right, right. But I don't think Machine Gun Kelly is a threat no. to Eminem, but he has a voice. Sure. He still is recording and out there. So, like, I, I still perceive that, like, I, that's that's valid. If you guys want to go at each other, right, you know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you this right now. One of the most overrated rappers, in my opinion, in the history of rap is Ja Rule. I think yeah. he's trash. I don't like him. I've never liked him. I've just, I just don't feel him. Right. He's yeah. just not my dude. Yeah. Right. But I'm starting to feel bad. Like Eminem is still like taking shots at Ja Rule. Like he talked about him on the new album. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he does. was like, oh, maybe, maybe this will happen, and maybe Ja, maybe Ja will have a group, and they'll actually make good music or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaws just getting bullied like he, twenty years he later. Says, maybe you you'll write a write a rhyme that doesn't come from a Dr. Seuss book, you know, yeah. eventually someday. And you know, I thought that too. And I watched a reaction video where somebody reacted to that song, and they're like, "God, it's like beating a dead horse. Why doesn't he leave Jaw alone?" And the other guy, it was a it was a YouTube video where they reacted to the song. The other guy said, "Do I need to remind you what Jaw said?" And I didn't know this. Jaw essentially said, of course, is in a rhyme and is in, a, in one of his battle diss tracks that he released on Eminem. He said, take a look at your cracked out whore of an ex-wife. Now look at your daughter and you know where she's going to be in about 10 years. Like that was ba- it, it was put together more craftily. It rhymed. It was put together in a song. But essentially, he's like, your wife's a drug addict and a whore. And that's the road you're, you're that's where your daughter's going to end up. So once I heard that, I'm like, yeah. Hey man, you 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 go down that road on a diss, you're you're opening yourself up. Here's my thing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But he already murdered him. Oh, several times over. Put him in the grave. Yeah, yeah. And then he digs him up <laughs> yeah. to re-murder a corpse. Yes. You know, that's all I'm saying. Like yeah, yeah, at a certain point, like, like I will torch somebody. Yes. Right? Because yes. uh Sav don't play. So I got a good relationship, but like if you come at me, like you know. Yes. And but then when it's done, it's done. And if somebody that I don't even feel like is worth my time continues to run their mouth, I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. so like that's like like this, like, hey, man, the first 10 jaw rule disses are cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, the last time I saw jaw rule, he was doing like NBA halftimes. Oh, he's not. Yeah. And that wasn't going well. No, I mean, he ended his career. I mean, there, there, that was a battle. When you talk about career ending battles, a lot of people can come out like Jay-Z and Nas are both fine. Uh, there's been a lot of battles over the years. Uh, Ice Cube versus NWA. I mean, NWA didn't, their, their N-Words for Life album still sold, even though I felt Ice Cube just absolutely roasted them in his, in his, in his diss track, No Vaseline. He murdered them, hands down. But I mean, Eminem ended his career, and and I could say that the same goes for Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly dropped an album after he put out Rap Devil, a straight hip hop album, and it didn't do nearly as well as they'd hoped. He was hoping to ride off that momentum and keep going, and now he's making like punk rock and doing like rock rock and roll shit, punk rock music, and like leaning more to his rock side, which he's like, I've always loved rock. I've always been a big fan. I've always wanted to do this. Well, it's funny that after you get murdered, like, you, you, and then you, here's what you're doing. But I mean. Yeah, man, it's uh, that's what I'm saying is I feel like Snoop is the first person in a long time where uh, Eminem would have to be like after M dropped that M had to be like, oh, boy, I wonder what Snoop's going to say to this. Like it had to be on his mind. I don't think when he drops that Ja Rule disc that he's like, oh, what's Ja going to do? You know, but I think with Snoop, M had to literally go when I put this in the universe, this means I got to be ready to accept any repercussions that come from it. Right. And uh, it, it has, it's been a while since, I mean, come on, what's Nick Cannon or Mariah Carey going to do to Eminem? Not a damn thing. Nothing. Like, it doesn't matter what they say. M ain't sweating them. So, all right, let's start here. Let's start with what Snoop Dogg said. Correct. Okay. So, um, you want to give this a little bit of background where yeah, he's Yeah, I think, I think, you know, every, all these artists are asked to drop their top 50s, their top 20s, and their top 10s. I believe Snoop dropped a top 10 somewhere on social media, and Eminem wasn't in it. 
And if you know the stands and you know how fanatical they are, I think he he heard it from them and he caught a lot of flack as to why, 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 why is M not in your top 10? What about M? What about M? What about M? And then this radio DJ asked about him. And my take is that at this point, he's fed up talking about it. And you kind of hear it in his voice. But this was his response to the, to the radio DJ who asked. He can't fuck with. Like who? Like Rakim? Yes, sir. Like Big Daddy Kane? Yes, sir. Like KRS-One? Like LL Cool J? Shall I go on? I love uh, this. Yeah, yeah. Like Ice Cube? You understand me? I ain't got no time to play with it. It is what it is. It's like, cuz did that. He did that to the fullest. That's one of my teammates. That's one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. He did that. But when you're talking about this hip-hop shit that I can't live without, I can live without that. I mean, you hear, he sounds fed up. Do you hear the, there's no need for him to have that tone. And you'll hear it in Eminem's response later. Em mentions his tone, like, I feel like if he wasn't probably asked about that a thousand plus times over, he would have been like, well, no, because he's not in my top, because we came up together and we're on the same camp. And these are the people that influenced me and, and, and made me want to be who I am like rock him. Right. But you hear like need, I, you hear what he goes, need I go on? Like, like, wh- what do you want from me? Like I'm, uh, he was angry. Like literally you could hear. And he says, cause did that. We're on the same team. He could have ended it right there, but then he he adds, which I feel is a little insulting. He adds the, and I could live without that. And still, again, I feel like it's the way. It's not as much what he said, which I could see you taking a little offense. It's his tone and the way he said it. I, I, I you know, for me, I, I think the need I go on is hilarious. By the way, when he says that, I'm like, that's so Snoop. Need I go on? Like it's just so good. I think that uh, you can definitely hear in his tone. Yeah. And I, I do get the feeling like he's tired of hearing it. He's yeah. tired of talking about it. Oh, he's absolutely. tired of getting brought up. He's tired, you know, so let me just get this out there. Yeah. You know. For all you stands. Yeah. yeah. So this, and this was Eminem's response. Yes. You know, he was doing an interview with The Breakfast Club. Somehow my name got brought up and he was saying things about, you know, I'm not in his top 10. And everything he said, by the way, was fine, like up to a point. You know, when he like, like, hey, I've never said like him saying that that I'm not in his top 10 because there's some rappers from the 90s that I can't fuck with. I, You know, a a him saying Dre made the best version of me. Absolutely. Like, why would I have a problem with that? Like, would I be here without Dre? Fuck no, I wouldn't. The rappers he mentioned from the 90s, KRS-One, Bigetti Kane, G-Rap, like I've never said I could fuck with them. I never said that, you know what I'm saying? So it's all, like everything was good until like, you know, it was more like, I think it was more about the tone he was using that caught me off guard. Cause I'm like, yo, where is this coming from? I just saw you, like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it threw me for a loop. Again, I probably could have got past the whole tone and everything, but it was the last statement when he said, far as music I can live without, I can live without that shit. Now you're just, now you're being disrespectful for, like, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't ready for that. And people started hitting me up about it. Like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, and he, he, there, he, he brings it up right there. The tone, the tone. I think you could say things and be honest without coming sideways at somebody and hurting somebody's feelings. That would be like somebody going, hey, you know what? I really enjoy listening to the 209 till infinity podcast, but man, I got to say, you know, that I do listen to Michael Rappaport, the rap report, and I listen to Joe Rogan. And I'd say that those, you know, you you guys need time before you get to that space, you know, but, but I, I do enjoy what you do. That's okay. Right. But somebody comes out and goes, yo, 209 till infinity, they're doing their thing, but Hey, who, you know, to know who's better, Joe Rogan, Michael Rappaport, need I go on? Do you want more? Man, you know, I could live without the 209. You know what I'm saying? Like, like then I'm going to go, hey, man, fuck you. Like, whoa, 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 what's up with this? Like, there's different ways to approach somebody when you're being honest. And like you said, I think Snoop was tired of answering the question. And 
I'll tell you this right now. His tone sideways. I'll tell you this right now. I wish somebody would come at us like that. Because <laughs> you know how I get when I get motivated. Yes. I got composition books. Yes, you do. Get, we're we're going to be dropping a diss track. That's, I'll come at a motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> I already came at one dude. Didn't even tell you who it was. I still, I don't know. And I'm in the podcast and I don't know who, who pissed Savage off to make him write that track. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so he, here's, oh, so this is, this is what, and then the Eminem dissed. Snoop kind of in his album. Correct. Yeah. And this is, this was the, the clip we just played was Snoop, uh, am explaining why he did the diss, right? What, what was crazy, but we could, we have the clip of his line at Snoop. We can play it out as well. Squashing beef, I'm used to people knocking me, but it's not in my camp and diplomatic because I'm trying to be last thing. I need a Snoop dogging me. Man, dog, you was like a damn god to me. Man, not really. I had dog backwards. But I'm starting to think all these people taking shots at me. Shit, it's no wonder I'll be on my own. Head up in the clouds like Zeus when they say you ain't the... So, yeah, I mean, he said it again right there. Like, as far as squashing beef, I got all these people coming at me, but not from my own camp. Like, and that's the other thing. And I think that's where people really were like, when this came out, why it spread like anything with Eminem spreads like wildfire. You're talking about M who's just got his stance and the great white hope. And he's always producing clicks and producing streams. But then you're talking about Snoop, who you and I have already talked about the it factor, uh, you know, Martha Stewart and making cookbooks and having TV shows and hosting game shows and making movies and making TV shows and albums like he's beloved. He's he's cherished. He's an icon. So for these two to clash and these two both come are cut from the Dr. Dre cloth. So it's almost like I think a lot of people looked at this as like family. And I watched a lot of interviews from Royce, from Joe Budden, from interviews on Vlad TV. And everyone said the same thing. We don't want this. We don't want a Snoop Dogg, Eminem beef. We don't want this to escalate. We don't want this to continue. And I would think a lot, and, and they squashed it. It's over now. And I, I bet a big part of that was doc, what happened with Dr. Dre. I, w- I would think that that probably, they both probably went like, well, you know what? It's not worth it. So I, I'll, t- uh, I'll say this, like, I, I'll tell you what I didn't need in the first, the end of 2020 and the beginning of, 2021 right was eminem and snoop dogg feuding yeah and then dr dre getting a brain aneurysm oh dude yeah we don't need that no i I, I was like man what is going on yeah yeah the world's upside down the hip-hop world has gone into some alternate marvel universe (laughs) (laughs) wandavision yes it's happening Uh, well i like here's the thing is is for me i understand Snoop being irritated and tired of answering it. Right. He has the right to have his own thoughts and feelings. For sure. And if Eminem was, And I agree with him. I, 100%. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, and there's, and I mean, and you and me, you know, we talk about our lists. Sure. Our lists aren't the same. No. You know, we have people that, uh, you know, we like, that doesn't mean, you know, if if you've got some East Coast cat who you really vibe with, like LL Cool J, yeah. he's not on my list. Yeah, like I like LL. He's I I'm fully aware of his importance to the genre and what a god and a goat he was in the game. But he's not on my all time list. He's just not a guy that I really you know I felt like I right. like him. Right, right, right. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love to see him. Like I love I liked watching him on NCIS cuz I like him he's he's got he's got that it thing. Oh, he's another one, yeah. You know, but for me my music is just a little bit different. That doesn't mean he's not a badass. Yeah. It doesn't mean that my guys on my list are wrong either. Right. You know, cuz it's personal preference. But I, I I feel I understand where Snoop was coming from, get tired of asking. Did I think that the tone was definitely off? Sure. When you're pissed and you're irritated and you're tired of answering something, yeah, that's how you get. Need I go on? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good, man. <laughs> and then I understand Eminem taking that way, right? I do, yeah. I really do. Yeah, but if you guys are in the same camp on the same team, Dr. Dre, like honestly, for me, I don't think Eminem should have put that in a track. Yeah, I really don't. Like, yeah, I, I, unless, I unless, and I will say this, unless he tried to talk about Snoop and Snoop blew him off. If right. that's the case, then maybe you do it. But if that didn't happen, I, I don't know why you would take that to the, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't MGK. This isn't Ja Rule. This isn't, yeah. this is a dude in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is family. What are you doing? This man? is family. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and, and so 
that makes me feel like, well, shoot. Is this planned? Is this fake? Yeah. I you know what I, I mean? Don't think so, I don't think so. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. we always have that feeling like, is this, is this just a drum up? streams dude you know what i mean like we've had that discussion sure oh, and a lot of battles are yeah absolutely they're, they're general they're manufactured to sell records right and i think that's what mgk was hoping for with rap devil when when eminem dissed mgk for talking shit on his daughter um he dissed him on one of the tracks the track not alike i believe with royce the five nine on mm-hmm. the uh, kamikaze album right uh fucking Machine Gun Kelly famously posts a video playing the diss in the background and he's popping off champagne bottles and celebrating like all him and his camp are spraying champagne on each other and celebrating because he just got dissed by Eminem, which means now all the focus, all the shine, all the light is on him. It was a good thing. Like Eminem disses me. I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I just got dissed by one of the the greatest to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be celebrating. He was celebrating because he's like, I'm just getting ready to drop an album. And I'm going to release a diss track. And this is going to up my streams and sales. And it kind of backfired on him. I don't think that album did anything that he hoped it would do. Uh, And it just shows the strength of the Eminem fans. There's probably a lot of stands who follow Machine Gun Kelly only because Machine Gun Kelly is like the bastard child. Like I feel like the Chris Webbies and the Machine Gun Kellys and the Yellow Wolves are all like fucking kind of like the aftermath of Eminem. Like without Slim Shady, you don't get that. Like he's kind of created, it's okay to be a white rapper. So there were probably a lot of stands that were like, oh really Machine Gun Kelly? Fuck you, we're out of here. Like we were listening to because we felt like you were in the same vein and cut from the same cloth. Well, now we're gone. Cause you, you, you can't do that. Like it just shows the power of his following. Like, um, but I think this one was legitimately hurt feelings. And I really feel like with what Eminem said, like I just saw him, I just saw him. And then all of a sudden I see this and M has talked about being detached. Like he, he won't realize somebody's said something negative because he doesn't watch a lot of like YouTube videos as he says, you know, I, I, don't, I won't learn about this until like months. That Breakfast Club video is not new. It's from a long time ago, but I think M catches wind of it later because, you know, it takes a lot longer to get to him. He's got a lot of filters before it gets to him when you got his money and fame, you know. Well, there's a lot of things happen like like when you're making music, like you don't you don't pick up on everything. And, and people aren't be like, yo, hey, here's my verse. By the way, I'm talking shit about Billy A. Right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And sometimes it's For coded, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when uh uh when MGK was on the Tech Nine song, Tech didn't even know that was about Eminem. No, and he was like, when he figured it out or when it got it started to blow up, like he was like, "Look, man, yeah, 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 I got no problem with MGK, and obviously I got no problem with Eminem. He's a right. god, right? Yeah, He's, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not condoning this. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know, man. Yeah, yeah, but and and, and if you meanwhile, li- please stream that. Yes, <laughs> you listen to uh, what. M said, and as far as disses go too, it isn't like a, like you remember when Jay-Z dropped the takeover and Nas came back with Ether and Nas was basically like, fuck you. Like it was a big slap you to the face, like with your big lips and you're gay and he's just coming at him. Like that's not what M did here. M was basically like, yo, my own camp. Like I got Snoop dogging me now. Like what's up? Like he's basically asking like, what's going on? I don't need Snoop dogging me. I got all these other assholes dogging me. Now somebody from my own team's doing it. Like, wait a minute. Like what's up here? Like, and he basically says, you were a God to me. Wait, I got dog backwards. It's the biggest insult in the whole thing. Like, and I truly believe that Snoop probably is a, big icon in Eminem's eyes because Eminem's a big fan of hip hop just in general. So there's a little tongue in cheek there, but I bet Snoop was kind of a, a big somebody that, I don't know, he's a disciple of Dre, like, and so is M. Well, so, Snoop, yeah. Snoop dropped 93. Yeah, yeah. So it's we first. Still in high school. He was first. So, uh, much, way, 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 way earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, man. So. And that's the thing. And I think all Snoop was trying to say was you don't admire the people. Nobody on my hip hop list is younger than I am. Like nobody in my top. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I love Locksmith. He's one of my favorite MCs of all time. He's probably 10 to 15 years younger. He's early to mid thirties. Um, He's not in my top 10 goats of all. He's my top 10 right now. Top five right now. Number one right now. Uh, but if I'm going all time, I'm going back to the people that made me want to rap, that inspired me, that made me want to dress a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, sing a certain way. 
Uh, and that is, I mean, Snoop mentioned two of my favorites, LL and, and Cube. LL and Cube, they're on my list in my top 10, top five, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I can't put Locksmith in there, and that's not a knock to Locksmith. You and I both know how we feel about Locksmith, but mm-hmm. I didn't grow up on Locksmith. I discovered Locksmith later in life. Lock is one of my few artists under 30, you know, him and Webby, like or I'm under 40, excuse me, that I respect like on a, on a grand basis. Like there are only a very small number of rappers that are younger than me that I like admire and look up to. Those are two, but I get what Snoop is saying. Like, and it's just the way he's, it's the tone. It's the way he said it. Right. No, I'm with you, man. I, I, uh, I just, I feel like, like I said, I understand where both guys are coming from. Yeah. And if that conversation was attempted to have and then it got shot down, then maybe throw it on a track. But otherwise, I feel like I don't know what you're doing, man. And then, yeah, yeah. And then that's the thing, too, is is if this was just a beef generated for sales, Snoop made a song and he played it on his Instagram live in the background while he was getting ready to work out. Mm-hmm. If Snoop really wanted to make money, that song would have been on uh, YouTube and on Instagram and Spotify and everywhere else like last week, like the actual official song like two weeks ago now would have been done and out there and he could have been getting bazillions that kamikaze the i mean excuse me the the rap devil disc the the kill shot song Mm -hmm. has millions and millions of hits snoop could have gotten some streams and made some money if it was about that because he played the song in the background and i'm gonna tell you right now that song was fire it sounded like old school 1993 gangster pissed off snoop dog like there's nothing that'll fuel somebody's fire more than when somebody's coming at him and but he didn't release the song and since then, Snoop has said, look, we're good. It's over. It's done. We're good. Whether that's true or not, I don't know if there's still hurt or bruised feelings. But yeah, I, I truly believe if it was just manufactured to make money, that that track would have been released. So I just think that feelings got hurt. And as men do sometimes, instead of talking, instead of picking up the phone and to see that that was my phone that was m calling me just now you guys better not be talking about me yeah <laughs> instead of picking up the phone and handling it like men because you know they got each other's contact info um that yeah, they they took a, a negative route for a minute there but i think probably what happened with dre woke him up a little bit and they were both like look man it ain't it ain't worth it this what is, are we doing man yeah, this is stupid my bad man nobody in hip-hop wanted to see it and uh and and yeah it's just it's one of those things that I'm glad it is now over and we're past it. And these two guys can just continue to do what they do best and us make music and entertain us. So I'm good with that being done and, and it didn't escalate. I, I wouldn't, I don't think anybody wanted to see them start really going toe to toe, like hardcore, like it would have been ugly. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, man. So that being said, now you have been saying this was a while ago that we started this conversation that you have a, a hard, strong take on Eminem. And you told me you're not going to like it, but we were going to put it out on the episode and discuss. Well, it's not in, in, I told you that. And you said, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. But there's a strong chance I might agree. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did say that. that. I did respond that way. Yeah. And, and uh, I will tell you this and the, so What's the, the 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 second music to be murdered called by? Music to be murdered by side B. Side B. Okay. Yeah. And this was this was confirmed to me when I heard side B. Okay. Eminem is clearly um a talented wordsmith. Right. One of the best um, you know, writers yeah. when it comes to um hip hop and rap. Um, but for me, he can be a little exhausting to listen to. Sure. Because it's not music. It's like, you know, like a lot of like, it's a flow, but it's not a flow with him. And sometimes like you're trying, like it's work to listen to what he's saying. Sure. So it's not music. It's not like I can just kick back, throw on the M track, and 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 roll and vibe out. Right. Because that's not the f- vibe you get from him. Right. So a, it's it's less music and more work for me with Eminem, especially now. Sure. Like how he is when he writes. Um, and the other thing to me is, is he's a really really good rapper. Yes. 
But in my opinion, he's only great when he's Andre beats. Okay. Yeah. And the reason for that is I hear a difference in his voice, in the way he fits in Dre's beats. Sure. That is just like, it's like a seven on a normal track. And when like you listen to Discombobulated or you listen to that one with Dre on it, like he, he's different. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's just so much better when he's with Dre. Sure. So that's my take is yeah, that yeah. he's not, he's a goat. He's fantastic. Like he's a little exhausting to try to listen to sometimes because of, Oh, it's the re, it's rewind did. shit. Yeah. Like, you got to go back to, catch. and even then sometimes you're yeah, like, yeah. I still don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. Right. He's, he's definitely, I, I agree with you on a lot of that. Um, it's become more about the craft and the execution than it is just about making relatable, enjoyable songs. I think, You've got all these people that are like, I want the old Slim Shady back. We want the old Eminem. We want the old Eminem. No, no, that's not what really what you want. You want catchy songs with catchy hooks that you can sing along to. Because let's go back to, hi, my name is what? My name is who? My name is Chicka Chicka Slim Shady. Hi, kids. Do you like violence? Do you want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Right. You can sing along with that. You remember that. Lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. You better never let it go. Yo, you know, knees weak, palms are sweaty. There's vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Uh, won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Will Smith don't got to cuss on his raps to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. All the trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Chicka, 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 what? What you know? I've been to Mushroom Mountain once or twice, but who's counting? And these purple pills, catchy, right? Catchy, simple. Not. I don't want Eminem's lyrics were never simple. That's not the right way to put it. But he's not so crazy with the cadence and 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 how can I cram this many words in and this many multiple it, it, syllables it's, in? It's very similar to one of my main beefs with locksmith yeah right yeah he's like like he's too smart right like yeah. i don't want to have to think when i'm listening to music all the time right 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 right, right? so if i just want to veg and chill out and work out like i'm usually not listening to locksmith right right sure, sure. i'm listening to stuff that you know it's got me moving you know you know not that the, those artists aren't saying something that's important of course but it's a little yeah. different sure like Sometimes I'll listen to Locksmith and I'll be like, okay, man, this is deep. Like this is like, I'm hearing him. Right. 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 And then sometimes I'm like, I'm too tired for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get that. Yeah. yeah and, you know I mean? and I think that's what people want is they want like, when you think about all time songs, like that live forever songs like boys in the hood or regulate when I met you last night, baby. Yeah, yeah. Songs like that. Like, uh, what is the name of that song? No, it's terrible. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, what's the name of that song? Yes. I don't even know. I can't remember. Off the top, top of my, my head. head. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. When you think about the some of the biggest hits of all time, like Ice Cube Today Was a Good Day, it ain't no fun. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. You know, these are songs that, People, when people are driving in the car, or just in the gym or sitting down, they want something that they can sing along to something that they, you can't, I mean, I shouldn't say you can't because there are many people who probably can, but the, the stuff Eminem is making now. And I think the music to be murdered by side B is the best Eminem we've gotten in a long time. I really, and I enjoyed Kamikaze. I enjoyed music to be murdered by. I already said this on another podcast. Side B has some of the best work, in my opinion. These Demons, Zeus, uh, so many. Uh, this this song right here, Godzilla, like I, I, Monster. You know, I love what he's doing. But right. it is, it's the writer in me that can really, the, the rapper who like marvels at like, how the fuck, how in the hell? I could and, never do that, like and, ever. And that's the thing to me, like that's the difference we've talked about when we talk about music. A lot of times you come from the thought process of being a writer. You, that's why you appreciate, I mean, think about it. Locksmith, Eminem, two of your top guys, yeah. right? Yeah. Like me, I'm more of a little bit of a mix where I like, I, I gotta have a beat. I've, I've told you before, the beat's trash, I'm out. Right, right. I'm gone. Yeah. 
I need a beat, right? I, 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 as, as much as I, I don't sing well, I like yeah. to, I like some singing. Right, yeah, right? sure. I like some stuff I can relate to. So what we got? Guys like Yellow Wolf, Jelly Roll, who are right. south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Built from the stuff that I grew up on with rolling with my pops. Right. The Southern Rock. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that. So there's a big theory going around right now that the reason why mumble rap became so popular and trap music became so popular and uh, this groups like the Migos. And we talked earlier on another episode, Little Xan, Little Pump, Little Xantac, all the Lils became popular because it's simple, it's catchy and people can sing along to it. And also somebody doesn't there's i heard somebody say people don't want to be made to feel like man i could never do that i could never do that in a million years they want to what it is with these little pumps little pimps little little pimple poppers and all these guys is you could be rolling in your car I, hell there's been times i've said it shit i could do that i could do better than that and that's what it is is like these young kids now are looking at little xan or, or any of these xxx tentacion or any of these new guys and going man it's catchy I can sing along to it. Shit, I could do it. I could do it. It makes them feel good. Whereas I listen to, I just knock my headphones off my ears. I'm so animated right now. See, I like to talk, man, even with my hands. It's the Italian in me. Whereas I listen to Eminem. I listen to a song like Discompobulated, or I listen to These Demons, or I listen to uh, Zeus, or what, uh, oh, I love Book of Rhymes with DJ Premier. And I go, my God, how does he do that? I could never do that. But it's not a turnoff for me. It's a... God damn, I want to get back in the lab and start writing and learn. Like, I want to learn. Like, I listen to Tech 9 Chop, and I'm working on writing my first chopper because I'm inspired by it. I'm not turned off by it. I'm inspired it's by it. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, and, 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 and I'm impressed. It's like sitting back and looking at the Grand Canyon and going, my God, how did this come to be? You know, I listen to, to the side Bs, and I just go, fucking hey, how in the world? How do you think of that? Like, I want to look at the liner notes and start reading all the words and... and, and and, that, and, and to me, that's the thing. Like when I listen to Eminem or when I listen to Locksmith, if I'm sitting on the couch and I've got headphones on and I can just be inside the music, right? I'm in thousand percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I'm driving or I'm working a car, like I gotta have, you know what I mean? So like that's why songs like With God and Discombobulated and things like that, like that's a little more musicy, a little more you sure know, of a sure sure of a. Uh, an, an entertainment right. song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to a, you know, Locksmith lately has done pretty much everything has been political or yes. or or uh, very powerful. Yeah, the twenty twenty releases, were, yeah, were which is deep. great. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I've yeah. loved them. Yeah, because, but they're like you know, if he released that, if if he didn't release any of those singles and he put them all on an album, it'd probably be an exhausting album. Yeah, you I think I mean? cl- probably the closest one is the new one, Signs. I thought that was going to be a really deep, like kind of religious or spiritual track because they premiered the video and they were in robes and out in the desert. And it's basically just them going back, talking shit and spitting bars like the song Signs is. And even the name Signs, I'm like, oh, this is going to be something about getting a sign. And like, you know, like we need to read the signs political or something. And hell no, them two dudes, him and that MC Lazarus, they just go back and forth like, oh, you thought that verse was badass? Well, check my verse out. Nope. Now I'm coming back to do more and then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do double time. And right. So it's it, it, it them having fun, just spitting to spit like and I, and I like that. And I think. You know, you're talking about, I think that's why you love Tech 9 and this is just me talking, I could be totally wrong, is that I think Tech 9 embodies everything you want from an MC. Like, I, I believe that he's got the like crazy shit where you got to rewind it and like, holy shit, I know he does. I don't believe, I know he does because I've listened to Tech 9 not as much as you, but I have. He's got those holy shit rewind moments, mm-hmm. but then he's got a song about drinking, just about drinking or smoking or partying, or he'll talk about his devils and his inner demons, like kind of like Jelly Roll does too. Like he's all around. I think he does every, he's everything that you want. The crazy beats that get you hyped in the gym, the shit you can sit on the couch and listen to and just go like, my God, how did he do that? Or the shit that you could put on in the club and shake your ass to. He, he does it. He does it all. Like, and I think that it really kind of encapsulates why you love him and love strange music so much. Cause the strange music roster is all over the board as right. far as what they do. Like, and, and you're, you're, you're a thousand percent right. Like that's exactly like you said that. And like, it immediately made me think of, um, 
the song outdone uh-huh. which is off his latest album when i you know when you start like you start that one right i, I did that lyric on here search maps when i started the burst raps 1985 that's when i first snapped decades before they birthed apps i was giving brothers what did we call it back then mm, dirt naps yes right? we did that that was right? my line the dirt nap was right. my line <laughs> right and then that was when you were from home and we were doing it on yeah. the phone right yeah but then at the end of that song right like that's just like he's talking about this is where i came from and you know i've been doing this since before there was apps and you know right and then at the end of that song right he does the he, he's got the the oh Oh no, he didn't, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. They say, "I'm here for rocking the spot, not leaving your mothers with a coffin to drop." And anybody got a problem with me when your daddy was popping the twat instead of inside her? He should have took you and shot in a sock. Yeah. and you're like, "Oh, that's a great." What did line. he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. rewind. And that's the thing, man. Is I think we all, uh, you and I, listen to what we're. We, we gravitate to artists that give us what we want and what we're looking for. And I've given up on looking to Eminem for the catchy, you know, like something that I'm going to be able to sing along to. I, gave, I, I, I abandoned that long ago. Right. But what I did still want is the ferocious, fire, angry spitter. And he did lose that for a while. He lost it on Encore. I didn't feel like we had it. He was just goofy and silly. That that revival album was terrible. There was just okay albums in between. Kamikaze, he got angry again. And he went back to the craft of like, okay, I'm going to spit. And I'm going to spit like you've never heard songs or with 80 bars and no hook. And just and at your casual hip-hop listener is going to hate that. But me... I'm going to love that. And okay, would I mind? Would I like another I am whatever you say I am? If I wasn't, then why would I say I am and then paper the news every day I am? Hell yeah, I'd love him to make another one of those. But he's not. He's he's beyond that now. Like he doesn't want that. He he's I feel like he's challenging himself with every song. Like, yo man, what can I do on this song that I haven't done? How many flows can I do? How many different cadences? How many words can I get into one bar, multi-syllable and rhyme and still make it make sense? How fast can I go? Godzilla, every verse gets faster until the last one where it's so fast it's crazy. Like tech does that shit too. Um, I just feel like he's doing what he's at a point now where he's got enough fans that it don't matter. He's always going to sell records. So now he's just doing, he's not making music. And we talked about this with Cube. He's not making music to survive and sell records and make money. He's making music because he just loves the art of it and the craft of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and he's going to do it. Yeah. And you know, there's a, he's never going to please all his fans. So he's like, fuck it. But I got my core that follows me that this ride or die. They're hardcore. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want to do and challenge myself, and I feel like that's what he's doing. And thankfully, he's gotten better with the beats. And the, I think Zeus is a song. It's got a hook. I love the beat. The one you're talking about with Sly Piper and Dr. Dre, where they're talking about breaking up out of relationships. That hook, that beat is great. Discombobulated. I told you on another episode, or maybe when you and I talked private, that that's the closest we've gotten to. 90s M or early 2000s 100%. in a long time discombobulated miss you ovulating you know like it's 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 that classic Eminem tongue-in-cheek crazy flow but but I anybody that's if, if you're waiting to get another Marshall Mathers LP or another Slim Shady LP if you're waiting to get another please stand up don't hold your breath it ain't happening just walk away from Eminem and be like yeah he was cool love those first three albums but I'm done Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on to somebody else and that's cool but why spend time hating like that's the thing is so many people spend so much time like spewing venom on the internet it's cool you don't like Eminem move on like if he put out few, a few more trash albums after that revival if we didn't get Kamikaze after revival and he dropped another hunk of shit like revival I would have moved on like I would have but he's doing what I want as, as a lyricist as somebody that, that wants to always perfect my pen game and would like to be more intricate with my flows and doesn't understand how he's doing what he's doing I can respect it and I'm enjoying it and, I'm, and I feel like he's just getting better with every release so I'm really crazy to see where he takes it next and what he does but uh, yeah I mean I've moved on from several artists there's, there's a lot of rappers that I don't waste my time talking shit on who, who haven't made a good album in a long time but man they Nas We've talked about it. I don't I don't like that last one. But my God, he made Illmatic. I will always respect him and always check for him because of Illmatic. I pray he gets it back on track. 
He's earned my respect. But I'm not going to sit here on our podcast and be like, here's all the reasons why Nas sucks now. Like, I won't do it. Like, right. he's made enough al- good albums for me and earned my respect as, as one of the master class lyricists. And I, I won't dog him out. I'm just going to move on until he drops something that I love again. Well, here's what I'll tell you, buddy, before we get on out of here. All right. This message from the Mariposa Mauler. Okay. Dated Tuesday, January 12th, All right. 2021 at 3.30 p.m. Okay, so precise. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> quote. All right. When are the listeners getting a top 10 Eminem podcast? Okay. Top 10. He wants our top 10 songs. Kind of like what we did with Dre. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. I'm game for That's that. a great question. Yeah. And then he sent me a guess who's back. If- ah, there it is. Yep. And then also spam risk is calling me. <laughs> I got a phone call during this too, and it wasn't Eminem. I checked, no. unfortunately. So I would have got him back on the horn. Well, I'm glad that Snoop and M squashed that. Me too. And I'm glad that uh, that uh, hopefully moving forward, Dr. Dre being healthier and okay finds a way to relieve his stress. And if that's making music and hopefully getting it out, yes. that'd be fantastic. Uh, that would for be us. phenomenal. Yeah, I'm. Man, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, I mm. mean, we know what's in the vault, and we know he's just continued to put music in that vault. So, man, I keep, I keep still to this day. There's videos that surface of songs from Detox. Just the other day, Akon was in an interview, and a guy played a snippet of a song from Detox that Akon had done, and it's amazing, man. It sounds incredible, and they didn't even play the Dre part, just the Akon part and the beat. I was like, please give us this, Dre, please, please. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I hope that you have a glorious day and a glorious yes, week. You too. I hope everyone has a glorious week. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this journey. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. And if you got beef with 209, let me know because <laughs> I'll fucking roast you in a goddamn lyric. I'll come at you, bro. That's right. That's right. Don't mess with Savage. He's got the nickname Savage for a reason. That's yeah, what I'm saying. For sure, bro. Don't test him. That's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. So, uh, are we ready to get on up out of here then, my friend? Being red. All right. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in a 209. Ooh, we Don't make Savage mad.